Hello, and welcome to the Viva podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us today. Happy spring, right? It wasn't officially, well, it was meteorological spring, but I think the last time we recorded, but now it's like officially spring. Yes, it right? is officially I'm spring. Because like, who says it's a season other than meteorologists? Like, seriously. <laughs> Fair enough. I should probably determine the season. But <laughs> for whatever reason, we don't believe them. And later in March is usually when people think of spring. So either way, happy spring. Right. I hope that everyone's allergies and any other pollen-related issues are under control or everyone's prepared for them to not be under control in the next couple of weeks. So I feel like that's what everybody thinks of when they think of spring. Yeah. I'm pretty flowers and then upper respiratory issues yeah I'm mentally preparing myself but I am armed with uh good protection so hopefully it won't be too bad fingers crossed yeah for you and everyone else who's nodding along to mm -hmm. this very common spring problem yeah so speaking of problems <laughs> we want to talk about them today we want to shine some light on how a lot of the individual annoyances and day-to-day -day struggles that we face are actually not individual struggles and things that just affect you or just happen to you in a bubble. That they're actually pretty big systemic problems and that you can kind of trace anything you're annoyed about in the course of a day that you deal with just living your life to a potential policy failure, a governmental failure, a systemic issue. I feel like this is a more depressing version of the six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon, right? That's who it was that everybody's apparently six degrees away from. That is. I'm surprised you know that reference. Uh, it was on a Mad About You episode. <laughs> it was, yes. That's why I know that reference. But right. why was it Kevin Bacon? Like, who picked him? I don't know why it was Kevin Bacon. I think it was just like, at the time, he was super popular. And... Like that was just a thing. I, I I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe there's a more specific reason, but yeah. But just that like he was in a lot of things. And that's yeah. the premise is that every, because he's so popular and everywhere, everybody is some degree away from knowing him. Right, right. I think it makes more sense when people do the six degrees of separation just from another human being. Like why is Kevin Bacon special? Right. Because they use that too, right? This idea of what, like, pick a person and you're probably no more than six degrees of separation away from them. Mm -hmm. Should test that game out one day. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we're going to play a less fun version of that where we're going to shine some light on, like I said, this idea of that we tend to think we live in a bubble, but in reality, it's not that. And often it can be intentional that it's meant to cause you strife and problems and actually someone is causing your issues, not this like, oh, life, right? I think we chalk mm -hmm. a lot of things up to like, oh, that's what you got to deal with in life, man. You just have to be okay with it. Um, that's not necessarily the case with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I want to give an example that doesn't really apply to me because I live in New York City and I don't- Wait, don't take my example. <laughs> Okay, you have that example because I gave you that example before we started recording. Okay, then no, I have a different one, but go on. Okay, yeah. gonna say, I'm like, don't steal my stuff and say it's your stuff. No, no, no. no. I'm stealing your stuff. I mean, I can use my second example first if that makes you feel better. No, use the one you said. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't really impact me, but it impacts most people. Sitting in traffic. 
I would guess that most people who drive to or from work or wherever you need to go think of traffic as just this thing you need to deal with, like weather, right? Like sometimes it rains, which we don't have control over that. But more on that in a second, I'll pull a little asterisk on that. Or something like, I don't know, common colds, right? And But even a little asterisk on that, just things that we don't really have direct control over. Mm. But in reality, traffic happens because of a lack of infrastructure investment on public transportation. There are too many cars on the roads, right? Mm -hmm. Roads are built in certain places to accommodate a certain number of cars. And in theory, when more people move into a neighborhood, you would need to do something to offset it. Otherwise, it's going to cause congestion. Mm -hmm. So either that's public transportation to get people out of their cars, which is probably the best option, mm-hmm. and or like road widening, creating more highways, things like that. People don't necessarily do that. And by people, I mean government. Mm-hmm. And therefore you get traffic. So it's not this like act of God that you're sitting in traffic. It is actually a choice to create the situations that lead to traffic. At the same time, little bit of like an offshoot of this is there's nowhere near enough affordable housing near business districts. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a lot of people who work in downtown areas can't afford to live in downtown areas. Hence, they need a car and they're spending more time on these roads. Mm-hmm. So next time you're in a traffic jam, maybe get a little madder than you generally are. Or I would say even just redirect that anger to recognizing that actually this is a solvable problem that people yeah. are not choosing to solve. Yeah, totally. Um, Light shined on the traffic jam. Right. And so if we want to continue this theme. Yeah, the, let's keep going. What else okay. can we what can we the, make this? The six degrees of separation from failed government. That doesn't well, sound nearly as fun. But right. that, that works, I guess. Well, the one, the one I was going to say also does not directly impact me, but it is the price of gas. Oh, fair. Right. And, or I guess directly doesn't affect me. Um, the price Which of gas. The ga- president does not control, by the way. What? That out there. A lot of people think the president of the United States directly controls the price of gas. Like he doesn't. I just had to say that. Right. Well, right. So that's, they are ill-informed. It's my nice way of putting it. Really weird. (laughs) It's really strange. He just decided like, sure. Yeah, people did not pay attention in like civics class, government class, whatever in high school. Anyway, go ahead. Just had to throw that out. But yeah, so that's, that's another example of like governmental failure and policy failure. Whereas like a lot of people have been trying to um, get people to invest, get policymakers to invest, companies, et cetera, to invest in clean energy. Yet, um, now we're in a situation in which people, you know, obviously and reasonably so are complaining about gas prices because they're so high because of war against Ukraine and all these other situations going on around the world. And, but the thing is, is that that the price at the pump is reflective of the failure to introduce clean energy policy in the United States. Because if we had that, we would not have to rely on natural gas and oil to drive cars, heat homes, whatever, whatever. And it could be a lot more um, cost efficient for people. Um, Energy could be a lot more cost efficient for people. But since it's not, since we haven't invested in these systems, because there are lobbyists and because there are these other stakeholders that 
don't want to lose profit on oil and things like this, here we are. Um, yep. And so, you know, it's like these, again, it's like another clear example of how, you know, your individual issue at the pump, you're spending twice the amount on gas that you spent, you know, a month ago or two months ago. And that's really eating into your food budget. That's eating into your budget for entertainment. All these other things is really reflective of not having the policy and infrastructure that supports clean energy, which is also, you know, um, cliff notes, better for the environment <laughs> that we have to take care of. <laughs> so it's that like, part. right. It's just like, it's, so there's a failure on these parts. And so we, you know, we can look at it as like, oh, well, it's the president's fault or whoever it's fault. It's like, it's a lot of people's fault. It's a lot of people's choice. It's a lot of people's influence that is really negatively impacting your day to day. So. It's also where that investment in public transportation would come in helpful because totally. the gas prices were too high, you would have another viable option. And before people are like, oh, but how would you put a train or a bus or a subway in the middle of like my very small suburb? I'm not even talking about that. I'm referring to that there are major cities in this country that don't have viable public transportation. Mm -hmm. You can live in Phoenix, which is last time I checked, the fifth largest city, mm. and you have to have a car. You cannot mm. get around there without a car. San Diego, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. these are all large cities. Even places like Chicago or DC, whereas you can kind of make it work, but at a certain mm -hmm. point, you're gonna really like run into issues. Like those are obviously better than like a yeah. Phoenix or an LA, but still people are having cars because there's not enough transportation that gets you somewhere where you need to go conveniently mm -hmm. aside from your car right so when it's not even like your little suburb that like no one except for the people who live there has heard of right it's these major cities that there's no public transportation options and not to mention that for the suburbs connected to the major cities you could always have park and rides mm -hmm. which we don't have that either mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. A lot of context for your traffic jam, but it's not an act of God is kind of the point that we're making here. Um, and to give another example, as I sit here and also kind of explain any potential interruptions to this podcast episode, I am currently sitting here waiting for a medication delivery from a specialty pharmacy that they say comes anytime between whenever UPS starts delivering packages and seven o'clock at night. And the specialty pharmacy even just says, this is just a rant, sends a very condescending text in the morning of the medication delivery day. That's like, reminder, your medication requires a signature. Please be sure you're home. Like, oh, okay, thanks. I'll be sure I'm home. Because if I miss it, it's not because the delivery window is just absolutely absurd. Right. It's because I wasn't trying hard enough. Right. Okay, not trying thanks. to get the medication you obviously need. Right. I'm not, right. I mean, it's not that I'm being irresponsible, you know. <laughs> it's not it's not that right but the reason this is also so stressful is because obviously it's a specialty medication and for anybody who has ever tried to get a specialty medication it's not fun it's a whole process and so missing the delivery is just this added stress to this already stressful thing and sure I could blame UPS for their crazy delivery windows anytime from now until 7 p.m so please sit by the door all day which, okay, fair, that is unreasonable. 
I could blame CVS for their really condescending texts. Or I could ask the bigger question of why is this how I'm getting medication? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? Why is it such a process to get the medication in the first place with insurance approvals and all of this nonsense? Mm-hmm. And then why is this how medication is being dispensed to citizens of the United States of America? Mm-hmm. It feels like that's not the best way to do this. Mm-hmm. And why is this happening? Well, because of healthcare legislation or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So my annoyance is sure with all the little micro things, but also why is it this way in the first place? And I think that's actually the question to ask yourself when you're dealing with something that's a really stressful in terms of like just regular life activities. Why is it like that? A lot of us never ask why, mm-hmm. right? We're sitting here like, oh my God, this like annoying life thing that I always have to do is just awful and I hate it. And I'm going to complain about it to everyone who will listen. But most people never stop to say, but why is it like that? And then mm-hmm. like actually try to answer that question. And usually, if not 99.9% of the time, all roads, you know, the roads that they don't invest money into lead back to a policy or governmental failure. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the general point we're you know, trying to make that it occurs with both day-to-day annoyances. I don't know, do you have another example? Can you think of another one? Uh, hmm. I can't think of another one at the moment now. Well, you mentioned inflation. I'll go with the food price thing too. Like uh, all yeah. the supply chain issues is really just to put it like very basically is corporate greed. Yeah. And why is corporate greed allowed to run amok because there's not a lot of policies in government preventing it like Mm -hmm. that's a very simplified explanation obviously yeah but eventually it's going to lead you back there so Mm -hmm. it just applies to almost everything i'm going to try to keep thinking of examples from for the basic like day-to-day stuff as we continue but another way that this plays out is also some of the really unfortunate events making news stories these days um you know like crime Mm -hmm. talk about crime of like it being such a big issue but if you really read anything that dives into it a lot of it is not and by it I mean like any type of the reforms or policies or actions are not really addressing like the root cause of crime right like oh there's a rise in shoplifting which like also debatable if that's actually accurate but anyway Mm -hmm. we'll go with that as an example Mm -hmm. there's a rise in shoplifting and everybody says oh my god that's terrible and it is people should not steal things however people should not have to steal things what's that people should not have to steal things right why is this happening (laughs) because I guess if your answer is, well, some people are just evil, that I have a lot of other questions for you. Like, why are those people inherently evil and like you're not? Mm-hmm. But why are people stealing things? Why mm-hmm. has there been a rise in crime? Why are people shooting other people? Mm-hmm. What is the answer to that question? And I feel like that's how we actually solve an issue. And, you know, this goes back to if you're stressed out about feeling like crime numbers are rising. I hear you, right? That's not something you want to read. But again, I feel like this is a really good place to ask why. Like, why is this happening? Right. And, you know, I don't, I know this is something we've been like super conscious of in New York City. Um, So I'm not sure how it's, you know, panning out in other cities and other parts of the country. 
But like the answer to that is that like crime tends to spike when there are worse financial circumstances, when communities are really economically disadvantaged. uh, That's when these things happen. They tend to happen more, both in terms of like, you know, stealing goods, but also in violence. And so the, you know, if you're saying like, oh, we need to just improve policing or these kind of strategies or tactics, again, it's still you're not addressing the root cause, you're addressing the symptoms because the root cause is there's poverty. There are people really financially struggling. So how the answering the question, how do we get people out of these um, economically disadvantaged situations? How do we better take care of the people in our communities? Then you're getting to the root problem. Therefore, it's, you know, it stands to reason that once people feel like they have the money that they need, they have the resources and support to, you know, take care of themselves well and continue to progress in life, then those numbers tend to drop. Um, violence goes down. All of these things happen. People get off the streets. Um, you know, people who are dealing with, you know, homelessness and severe mental illness recover and find stability. It's just like, it's all these things. So it's not just about, oh, you being afraid or annoyed that there's a homeless person, you know, sitting in the street in your neighborhood. Sure. Like, of course that can be scary. You don't know what someone's doing or what their intention is or how stable they are, but also like, this is not an individual problem. This is the system problem. This is system not addressing the root cause of the problem effectively enough. Correct. And we don't say this to turn this into a political issue because, and I'm putting that in quotes, because it's not a political issue and this is why we're talking about it. I mean, it is eventually because it goes down to politics and elected officials and and everything like that. Policy. Right. Right. But we're sharing this because Think about how mad you were when you saw how much you had to pay for gas Mm -hmm. or think about how stressed you are when you're 40 minutes late for wherever you need to be because there's this massive traffic jam that you couldn't have anticipated and Google Maps didn't catch up to fast enough. Right. Or whatever it is when flight prices for airlines go up and down Mm -hmm. or you have to... I'm thinking of like the New York City apartment search right now. Oh God! Where it, for for any of you listening who's not who do not reside in New York City, the apartment search here, depending on the market, is just a nightmare. Like it's always stressful, but if it's a high demand market, it's just lunacy. Yeah. And think about how stressed you are and angry when you go through things like that, or even just like any type of home stuff. Right. I'm thinking of like any source of daily living con edison is another thing right mm-hmm. everybody's areas with the electric okay. rates are like oh right. my god oil okay. and electric mm-hmm. right like and i'm sure that the con edison is not the only one um right. speaking of companies that price gouge you cable and internet companies oh my gosh don't get me started right like this is not just a spectrum situation those of you who are in new york city this is an everything i still remember my cable provider in tempe arizona because mm-hmm. they were the same thing mm-hmm you think how annoyed you get with things like this and how that impacts your health. Right. You know, I gave an actual literal health example and that actually steers people away from getting treatment that they need. Yeah. It's 
when you have to go through this big bureaucratic mess of scheduling an appointment because your doctor is in this major hospital system, which like most practices are becoming part of now because they mm-hmm. have to be, you don't want to do it, right? If you, <laughs> there was, I've heard from so many people that there were situations where they go, oh, I need to see my primary care provider. Oh, when's the next appointment? Oh, six months from now. Okay, mm-hmm. that person's not going. Right. right. And so you think about how this impacts your health. And now all of a sudden, maybe you understand why two therapists are talking about this, mm-hmm. because it's not just a political issue in a bubble. It right. is political issues impact our lives, which therefore impact our daily well-being and our health. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. These are not things that are just the price of being human. They could be fixed but the people who have the power to fix them are opting not to do so. And you should care. You should be mad about that. You don't have to be stressed and angry. There's some guy in Washington making sure that you are. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too, is that like, listen, I'll I'll be the first one to say like, I, I I do think I'm a reasonably intelligent person, but I'm not a know-it-all and the how or the best way to go about finding the solutions to these things, like I'm not an expert in, right? Um, At the same time, like if there's clear evidence that something is not working, that a lot of people are struggling, then like things need to change. And as I often say, in like meetings with my clients, I'm just like, I'm a fan of what works. So what's, what can we do that actually works? what makes life easier for people, what makes things more accessible. Those are the things we have to find a way to make happen. Otherwise, like what's, what's the point of having, you know, elected officials, what's the point of having, what's, listen, what's the point of paying taxes? As everyone cancels their payments. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Like, I know, like we're getting in, and I'm getting in deep here, but also kind of true. Like that is the point. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just about empowering people to look at these situations and not just say like, oh, well, this is just how things are, how things have been and how they will be. And I'm like, well, this is, but th- we also have power here, both, you know, um, as individuals to use our voices to advocate for things, but also collectively as communities and and to, you know, and populations to demand change, to make requests, to do all these things. Um, because, you know, the circumstances of our life are stress enough, let alone with having sort of like these policies or, uh, you know, or greed and these sort of ways of making our lives more difficult. Like that's not really necessary. It really could be not. better. And people should know that the reason you you can't get a primary care physician appointment for six months, for example, is because of the people who are voted into office that are not voting for more inclusive healthcare policies. Like people mm. should know that. Mm-hmm. And whatever you choose to do with your vote, listen, yeah. there are people who knew very well what type of human Donald Trump was and chose to mm-hmm. vote for him anyway. So listen, mm-hmm. it's up to you what you want to do with that information. Right. But people should have that information and they should be able to connect those dots and play yeah. the six degrees of separation from your daily annoyance to a policy decision that was made based on the people that you could have voted or not voted for. Mm-hmm. And then that's a choice that you can make, right? And that's yeah. why you care about politics. Yeah, for sure. So on that note, 
we encourage you to vote in your next upcoming election, state, local, national elections, because listen, the system is pretty broken, but this is what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And so let your voice be heard and know that it does matter, that the mm-hmm. decisions that people who seem very far away are making do impact your daily life. Like mm-hmm. that is actually a thing. So we're not trying to tell you how to vote or where to vote or who to vote for or what right. policy is important. We just want you to come away from this being aware of the things that impact your health, your well-being, your mental stability are being both directly and indirectly decided by the people that you can elect into public office and act on that knowledge however you feel is best for you and your community. Mm -hmm. So if you take nothing else away, the whole TLDR, right? That's what it Mm -hmm. is. Yes, cool. I use slang. Good of this whole podcast is that know that there's a connection know that it matters and almost anything that you find is irritating or even that's good in your daily life is a result of a policy decision and make your decisions both whether or not to vote please vote and how to vote and how to just engage with your community and democracy in general with that in mind Mm -hmm. for sure We thank you for listening. We hope you will join us next time. New episodes every other Wednesday. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating and review and share with a friend. Please share this with as many people as you don't think understand the concepts we're talking about today. Mm. Seriously, Mm -hmm. like tell everybody. Um, This should be like a thing that's on billboards, but people don't want to do that because, you know, a lot of people don't want you to vote. So Mm. don't let them win. Um, but we hope you have a good day and we will see you next time. Bye.